Welcome to the A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media because we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Make sure you hit that like button. That's for sure. And more great Titans content is coming out on our Instagram, TikTok, and Threads platforms as well. Got to thank our sponsors because they make this show happen for you and they help all of you guys out like Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans by starting at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. The Aura app, keeping your information safe online and get a two-week free trial with our link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in Middle Tennessee, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro online, KrebsKubota.com. So, Zach, it was about as ugly as it can get uh, in that, for the most of that game, uh, on Sunday in Tampa, the Titans lose 20-6. to six. Just a couple easy stats out of the gates. The Titans' sixth game away from Nissan Stadium this season. They have lost all six. They have failed to score a touchdown in three of those six games, not finding the end zone in New Orleans or Cleveland and now Tampa. Uh, they do go back to the Florida Sunshine State and Jacksonville next week. Uh, we'll see if they can find a touchdown and find the end zone there too. Uh, and the only team, the Titans scored more points on Sunday were those Jacksonville Jaguars, but the Titans season officially on life support after that embarrassing loss. Uh, anything you want to start off with before we get to the head coach, Mike Vrabel? Well, yeah, uh, real quick, because that loss was impactful because of how the AFC South looks versus the yeah. NFC South. The Bucks are now, I mean, they're fully involved. I, you know, you, you're going to write them off. Five and five Saints, four and five Bucks, four and six Falcons, and obviously the Panthers are a one-win team. But for the AFC South, because of the Texans beating the Bengals yesterday and the Colts beating New England, all of a sudden the Titans could have been, could have been four and six and within striking distance. Jacksonville's still six and three, but they lost. Four and five. And now, it, now, now it's in a completely different, you yeah. know, viewpoint for this team and so that's why the theme and, and the words that we used is life support because you know once once it goes beep, you're now looking to the offseason and you're look, looking what draft pick that you were going to draft so uh tough all around interested to hear Mike Vrabel's reaction though yes let's get to the head coach Mike Vrabel on his team's uh, fourth loss in five games uh, and back-to-back -back on the road with Will Levis as a starting quarterback. Here's the head coach. Every game is a new game. Uh, it's got his own issues. You put everything that you have into it each week to try to get ready and to prepare. And then, um, you know, today, you know, it was just a, just a run game and being able to, to extend drives and then, you know, didn't finish those two opportunities in the red zone. Had one uh, coming back there later on. It just too many... Too many drives in between red zone visits. Did you see a comment where the ball wasn't working on the run game? Uh, you know, whether it was our ability not to block pressure or, you know, guys on the backside or communication. Uh, Dylan kicked over there to left tackle early on and, you know, Ruppy went in there at right guard. I mean, it's probably usually just, you know, one guy each time. You know, had a couple nine-yard runs and 
you know, just couldn't sustain went from, you know, second and one or two to, you know, second and seven, second and 12, like, so, you know, not going to you know do very well working that. Vrabel mentions the eight-yard run by Derrick Henry, his long on the day by a long shot. Uh, then back-to-back -back false starts by Dylan Radins, who had gone from right guard to start the day to left tackle. Back-to-back uh, -back false starts at left tackle because Andre Dillard, who gave up two sacks early and then in, uh, exited the game, in his in concussion protocol and did not return. So look, every game has its different issues of why they're losing. That is true, but Mike Vrabel doesn't seem to have a lot of answers, especially in a post-game press conference immediately after the game. Well, and that goes into the one word that I had, because and I don't know what your one word was from yesterday, but yeah, you know, Mike Vrabel kind of states it. It it was runless. When you can't run the football, this team is dead. <laughs> You know, that's why Derrick Henry's on the team. And they, you got to credit the Bucks. They shut Henry down. They were hitting him three to four yards behind the line of scrimmage. At times, Levis was just putting it in his bread basket and boom, just right in the backfield tackle for loss. So that was obviously a game plan. When you have a rookie quarterback, you are going to force him to throw the football more and probably settle up to, to stop the run. But Austin, Derrick Henry is not always stoppable. I mean, sometimes he gets loose and you can't stop him. And the Bucs didn't have that problem yesterday. So this was a runless game. And this completely destroyed Tim Kelly and this offense's playbook. And the playbook and the game plan going into it completely shattered. And Derrick Henry himself, you know, you, you sit there and you look at it is it all his fault? No, it's not all his fault, but he serves this drink and he helps everything move on offense. That's how they've structured it, at least for this kind of final year of his contract. They couldn't do anything. You can't score points in this league. You don't win in this league. Yeah, no doubt. And at one point, Derrick Henry had five carries for zero yards. <laughs> yeah, that was and deep in the game too. Like, like it was, in, they it was stated in the second, when that happened on the broadcast. It was in the second quarter. In the second quarter, he was at five carries for zero yards after he had a four-yard carry to get him back to zero from being negative four. He had zero, he had minus four yards in his first four carries. Uh, it was pretty awful altogether. Uh, he lost two yards of, uh, on three of his first four carries apiece. And so, how about this for a Derrick Henry stat? Derrick Henry had 12 touches yesterday for a grand total of a whopping 20 yards. On six of his 12 touches, half, he lost yards. Five carries and the screen that was tackled by one of the Bucks' speedy linebackers for a minus four gain. So 12 touches, 20 yards, half of those lost yards. And really, those aren't Derrick Henry's fault. Uh, those are because Derrick Henry is being put in situations where he's getting swarmed in the backfield half the time that he gets the football swarmed in the backfield at least. So you mentioned your one word was runless. My one word was incompetent because the Titans were successful at nothing. You get none. Good day, sir. Nothing for you. Incompetent was my one word from yesterday. Nobody played well. Even Nick Folk missed a field goal. 51 yards, but it wasn't even close. Ryan Stonehouse, who had been superb the last several weeks, had a couple eh, 
punts where he had one just drilled as a touchback that didn't have much touch on it. Uh, so there was there was incompetence all over the field, all over from the Titans organization yesterday. Isn't it crazy though? That's not how the game started. I mean, you get a 12 play drive to open up the football game after receiving with some good plays and you get down there and you do the most Titans thing ever and you kick a field goal, right? Because they can't score on opening Heck, drive. I tweeted, hey, the Titans are in the red zone. Let's see how far this Nick Folk field goal is going to be. <laughs> like, right? that's, how, that's the question is how long is the field goal going to be? Not are you going to score a touchdown? And that was the tone setter of the game. I do believe if the Titans maybe get in the end zone there, maybe they have a different air about them. Maybe they go about it. I, I don't know how the rest of the game goes, but three points is not enough. They hung in the game there for a long time, though. It was still a one-to-two possession game for quite some time, and they had opportunity, but they can't run the football. And you can't run the football. It hurts the offensive line. It hurts your rookie quarterback. It hurts all parties. And that's why it's not Derrick Henry's complete and utter fault. No, It is runless, but that is the trickle-down effect for this Tennessee Titans offense that we've talked about needs to change in the future. You're right. It was a two score game. And then it decided to keep it a two score game by kicking a field goal at the seven yard line. So yeah, I, <laughs> I was mixed about that I, to, to quickly talk about that in the moment. I was like, what the hell are you doing? You need to go, for, go, go for it. You need a touchdown. And then after you kick it, Mike Vrabel does what Mike Vrabel does. He's going to rely on his defense to get him the ball back. And that didn't happen, right? right? That ne- and and that was penalty driven on that next series. The reason why they didn't get the football back, the Titans should have gotten the ball back. And then now you go down, you score a touchdown. You you don't have to score two touchdowns. You just you're trying to get ten points, right? And 11. so, uh, say again, they would they would be down eleven. Okay, well, so but you can go for two after you score a touchdown, right? So yeah, yeah. you're still within. If you go down and score, you get. Two points, you're down to eight. Now all you're doing, now you got Nick Folk, who's the best player on your football team, which is unfortunate, but it's probably true, to go down and get you points. That was the game he was trying to play, but that next drive didn't allow that to happen. Yeah, all right. So let's hear from Titans running back Derrick Henry. We'll hear uh, Derrick Henry is tired of talking about it. A pretty interesting minute from Derrick Henry coming up. Uh, But first, let me tell you guys about our friends at Krebs Kubota. Krebs Kubota is where you should turn for all of your equipment needs. The holidays are right around the corner. If you're looking to find the person in charge of the projects at your home, find them that gift, that find that piece of the equipment that's going to make your property look fantastic this spring. KrebsKubota.com is where to go. Three locations across Middle Tennessee, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro for your convenience. And the website KrebsKubota.com is also very uh, good and very impressive website. But they are an elite Kubota dealer with three of those locations. But elite Kubota dealer means they have the best equipment in the industry with the Kubota line and also the best warranties in the industry with what Kubota offers uh, with their uh, line of equipment and all the resources that they have of being the Kubota brand. So Krebs Kubota, family-owned and operated in the mid-state for over 18 years at KrebsKubota.com. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Get in on the BetMGM app, A-T-O-Z Sports, the king of the sports book. I was in Georgia for, well, you talk about beat down. Ole Miss got beat down 
uh, in Athens. I could not bet because I was in the state of Georgia. But once I got back into the state of Tennessee, I placed some bets on pro football. You can place a bet on pro football tonight on Monday Night Football. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports through the king of the sports book. You can download it up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses for new users. That's BetMGM. All right, here is Derrick Henry in the postgame locker room after having 20 total yards on 12 touches in a 20-6 to loss to Tampa Bay. A lot of things just all come together. Um, uh, figure out what we need to do to uh, spin us in the right direction. And I think that starts uh, uh, in the building. Uh, doing what we need to do, small things, like I said earlier this week. Stepping up, uh, letting it translate to Sundays rather than just talking about it. I think the um, guys put a heavy emphasis on that. Just trying to do the best that we can to turn this thing around. Is it close to the point where? It's Derrick Henry tired of talking about it uh, and you know, has to figure out how to do things in the building. He, he talked about t- looking inside the building for the answers and them having to do the small things in the locker room. Uh, in the building, uh, throwing shade on a Monday, Tampa Bay's visiting locker room for having the worst audio uh, out there because of that's hot down out. there. You know, you can run that AC. Yeah, it was every every bit of audio that I tried to cut and pull from today. Jeffrey Simmons will be better here later on in the show, but it's a struggle. It was uh, just as bad as the Titans' offensive line on yesterday. I'll say that well, much. Well, Raymond James Stadium is not a state of the art facility. I'll tell <laughs> <Yeah>. you that. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, Zach, you know, with the Titans' issues, it was just twofold because me and Sam talked about this on the post-game show, and even at the halftime show, Sam was very adamant of the Titans' defense was kind of fortunate to only give up seven points in that first half. Oh, very and, and much like, so. And Mike Evans, I thought – I. Mike Evans was an emotional roller coaster. He had a couple drops, including a touchdown, but he still torched you for well over 100 yards and a big score, too. Well, I, I knew this could be. Mike Evans has been an emotional roller coaster all season. Yes. Uh, he didn't get his contract. This is the last year he's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. His right. body language all oh. year is that he doesn't want to be there. He's a pouty, whiny, you know what. But, but he's still going. But he's damn 100. good. Like, yeah. like it, 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 he's not not playing. He's not not playing hard. Like, he. He wanted to catch that football. He just did it. It didn't get in his hands, right? Uh, couldn't couldn't at least hold it. But I mean, he torched the Titans. That, that's a big time player making the plays needed, and the Titans couldn't do much about it. Yeah, it should have been a lot worse than it was. The Titans are frustrated. I, I think I, I saw this earlier. I mean, the Titans haven't won a road game since November of 2022. <laughs> I mean, we're we're almost. A, a full year removed from the Titans winning on the road. These are starting to stack be, up. We will be a full 365 before they go back to Jacksonville this upcoming Sunday. Yeah, I guess you're right because the you know they'll. So that's that's November wild. 17th, November 17th is when they won at Green Bay uh, last year. Uh, because I remember that because November 18th was the uh, date on the ensuing news that we woke up to that Friday morning with Todd Downing. So uh, this is starting to become unacceptable. Starting. <laughs> well, here, this is not an excuse. I'm not seeing here. You now have transitioned your season, guys, right? Will Levis is your starting quarterback. 
So he's not going to make up for your other deficiencies all across your football team, which is your run defense has been suspect at times. Your secondary has gotten burnt at times. Your offensive line struggles. When you can't run the football, it doesn't help your quarterback. You've had drop passes. I mean, there, Chig is a shell of himself. You know, there, there are so many different things and a rookie quarterback is not a magic elixir that you just throw in in the middle of the season. The success of C.J. Stroud, which I think should be noted, he mm-hmm. plays with confidence. He plays tough in the pocket. He scrambles around. He's constantly looking downfield. He does some of the things that we've seen Will Levis do, but he's had the experience of training camp in the first half of the season. Will Levis is is learning on the fly. The Titans have a a, a ton of problems, but Austin, yesterday is a winnable game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a beatable team. They're not great. They're not even on the verge of of good. They're closer to average, and they're a roller coaster. Sometimes they play well, sometimes they play bad. The Bucs played average yesterday. I mean, you said it yourself. This should have been a, a lot further they should have scored a lot more points so I think that also is frustrating to Mike Vrabel and company that man they let an opportunity to really kind of get back and get some momentum slip away down there in Tampa and it was it turned out to be embarrassing it wasn't close it was absolutely embarrassing and I I feel like one of the more painful things for Titans fans coming out of that was at one point it was right after the Mike Evans drop. It was 13 to three, I believe. And the Titans got that drop gift from Mike Evans. At the same time, George Kittle ran 60 plus yards down the field on the Jags defense to put the Niners up 20 to three. Those two things were simultaneous. Titans get the ball back only down 10 in the third quarter. And the football gods are saying, Hey Titans, it's here. Yeah, I don't it, want to say the season's it, in the balance, but it was, like it you was, could hey, here you go. That. It's right there. It's that possession where the Titans lose it. They give it back to Tampa. Tampa goes down, scores a touchdown, and now it's 20 to 3, and the Jags continue to lose even stronger. And so we look at the AFC South standings now. It was, I mean, the Titans had a chance to get there at four and five and then go to Jacksonville. And we all talked about this. If you can beat the Bucs and the Jags and lose to the Niners, you put yourself in a really good situation to make things as ugly and muddy as possible in the AFC South. Instead, we're looking at the AFC standings where the Tennessee Titans are the only team uh, that's sitting there right next to the New England Patriots as Denver plays tonight. We'll see what happens with the Broncos uh, on Monday Night Football. But the Titans are right there where you know you can go to our website, A2ZSports.com, to start looking for where the Titans are at in the NFL draft order at this point before Thanksgiving. That's where things are shifting because the football guides had it right there. It was that pendulum, and it swung towards the draft for the Titans. But we know that the Titans didn't play good enough to win. No, they should not, not have won that game. They had so many mistakes self-induced mistakes and look we'll we'll talk about the worst thing here shortly yep and then I I do I I, after we talk about the worst thing I do want to talk about Will Levis and write what he's going through because he didn't play great I mean and even he didn't play great against Pittsburgh he didn't play bad against Pittsburgh and had an opportunity to win but Will Levis is going to need some help 
right? He's a rookie quarterback. You have to give him help. And this offensive line and some other, you know, facets of this offense are not helping him out. He's not helping himself on some of the throws that he's making, right? Right. I mean, he, he had some overthrows, some bad throws. And he got lucky a couple of times that he should have been picked off probably sure. more than once. Should have been picked up maybe three times, but hey, better to be lucky than good at times. And, you know, you, you go forth. But there's some problems on the offensive side of the football still, Austin, right? The last time we were not, you know, 2020, I felt like was the last time where we were impressed by this offense. And ever since then, we've been a little bit more disgusted by it than impressed. Without a doubt. So let's ask that question right now. What was the worst thing about the Titans 20 to six loss against the Bucks? What was the worst thing about that loss? But Zach, tell everybody about where you saved money on your health plans with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans. FBHP.com slash A to Z is where to go. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Health, dental, and vision. They've got you covered. They've got me covered because I switched almost two years ago, and I stick with their plan because it makes the most sense for me. It can make the most sense for you and your family. 75-plus years in business across the state. They're trusted by A to Z Sports. They're trusted by the Tennessee Titans. They've got great partnerships with a lot of different really quality companies. That tells you what they do and what they provide for a ton of Tennesseans across the state. Farnborough Health Plans of Tennessee, get a quote, and you can make the switch. It's up to you. It's up to you and your family. That's fbhp.com slash A to Z. It's really easy. It's November heading into December. You can switch your plan. Start the new year in 2024 with Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. All right. And with BetMGM, we all know football is here in November, almost December. Important football is here. So gear up with BetMGM and the BetMGM app and tap into greater thrills all season long. And the first bet offer that you cannot find anywhere else is our first bet offer with our code ATOZ Sports. So you download the BetMGM app, you sign up with our bonus code ATOZ Sports, and you can get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. So swing big with your first bet uh, because you get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. So check it out right there. That's only when you download the app and sign up with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, other requirements. First online room money wager only. Rewards issued non durable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem gambling support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Zach, I'll send you to the chat. We asked the question just now. What was the worst thing about the Titans' 20-6 loss against Tampa yesterday? What's the chat having to say here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch where we need more likes? Hit the thumbs up button. You didn't like the Titans yesterday, but you like our show. Hit the thumbs up button for us. And uh, Zach, I'll send you to the chat there. Yeah, uh, let's see. I'm scrolling back up. We've got a lot of everythings, right? But let's yeah, let's right. go a little bit more specific. Um, let's see. Coaches starting off with Andre. Offensive line, tighten up. Uh, offensive line is garbage from Ashley. Everything from Duran. The offensive line, have no offensive line. Uh, no, ha no longer have a uh, playoff team uh, Vrabel inherited. And Billy brings that up because not many times do you inherit a playoff team. Vrabel did a good job, good, because he didn't get to great uh, for that period of time once that team was inherited. And now it looks like it is crumbling well, back down to zero. Yeah, I, but, but again, it's been 
an era uh, in the NFL. Like that it's been six years. Like, so you don't keep the same playoff team's core for six years in the NFL. That's just usually not how it works. You also don't trade them away. No, uh, but look for sure. But you know, that's not Mike Vrabel's fault. Like Mike Vrabel did not trade AJ Brown away. We know that. And I don't want to go back and digress the conversation to that again, but to Billy, Billy Jones saying he inherited a, a playoff team. What are you doing? Well, that was 2018. This is 2023. Things do change, and Mike Vrabel has not been able to sustain the playoff expectations. Maybe Billy's saying that a recipe was shown, and they can't get back to it. Oh, I have so many thoughts on the Mike Vrabel situation that I, I would rather not have to use today. Gary says everything. The offensive line, uh, offensive line there from Demario. Eric says Mike Vrabel. Willie goes everything. Play calling from dad to the bone, offensive line from Frank. So is Camry. So is Darius. So is DeMarco. Uh, they got off the bus when it started, talking about the road woes that they've had. Offensive line from Curtis. Offensive line slash coaching from Nathaniel. Um, the elephant in the room from Michael Jones is 22. Talking about Derrick Henry. What? Samuel says losing. Jason says Offensive line, Marshall says offensive line, coaching the whole organization from Kelvin. Uh, second is the coaches from Zoe. So I assume he's he's probably going offensive line to start. Diop having more pass breakups than the secondary. I mean, he may be tied with Roger McCurry yesterday. I did. I love the irony of you know, it's been a thing now where DBs do like the sword back in their back in their holster after they make a play, D hop did that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that was like D hop finding some humor in a terrible situation. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee turnstile from Ty, uh, the offensive line. So, you know, we've kind of heard from the chat and there's a theme. Austin, what was the worst part about yesterday's loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the Tennessee Titans? I, I want to say offensive line, but I feel like, I have more responsibility than just go with the offensive line. I think it's the fact that that it's the worst thing is the Titans inability to adapt to their awful offensive line. And it's the fact that they continue to put Andre Dillard in situations that he's going to lose in, you know, it, they're sitting there like on first and goal at the nine or whatever. And they run that damn Derrick Henry toss play and lose two yards. Now it's second and goal at the 11. Incomplete pass, third and goal at the 11. And you put Andre Dillard one-on-one -on -one and the Bucks slide Vita Vea over to the edge. Like if this tells you like how much the Bucks, a struggling team on a four-game losing streak, were toying and playing with their food with the Titans, they've moved Vita Vea, who is... How much does Vita Vea weigh? Like 370 pounds? No, large to, human being. Close to 400. Close to 400. And, and Vita Vea, close to 400 pounds, speed rushed past Andre Dillard on third and 11 for maybe one of the easiest, fastest sacks in Vita Vea's life. And I, I'm just looking at this and saying, you got to know better. If it's third and goal from the 11, you, you know you can't protect that. So why put Andre Dillard one-on-one -on -one right there 
Like, you got to chip in with Trayvon Wesco or somebody. Put Jalen Duncan out there at the extra offensive lineman, run a four-man route, and just see if you can make something happen instead of getting sacked for a loss of nine and kicking a 40-something-yard field goal. You know what that sack reminded me of? That was that was a big Jeff sack because once Vita Vea got to Will Levis, he tossed him around like a rag doll, right? He immediately went down because of his strength. He's listed at 347. Dude's not 347. He's probably closer to 377. But uh, but yeah, that that was a tone setter. But you know, Levis was under duress the whole time. He, the whole time that he's been a starting quarterback. Right. The, Let's yes, go back the, to the pressures that that I think go unnoticed, or at least went unnoticed the last couple of weeks. This has been consistent. It's yes. just Will Levis has played better and had more success in the, the first two games that he started than yesterday. Even the first game against the Falcons, when he threw the ball up and down the field and had four touchdown passes, he was pressured on forty three percent of his dropbacks. And and then you and look, Andre Diller was benched for that game too. So you're, you're looking at Andre Diller is a failed experiment. Oh, and I, I called him a cat with nine lives, Zach, last week towards the end of the week because he's gone through so many of these things and he just lost his fifth cat life with the concussion protocol he's currently in. When so did his cat a, life start when he got was drafted? No, his cat. I talked about Titans cat life. That's oh, how no, much. I, it, no, do you, no you I'm, go I'm back to when he was drafted. No, I'm just specifically talking about the Titans lives because he was awful in training camp. Then he comes in, he gets benched in London. Then Chris Hubbard gets a concussion, and NPF has to slide over to give him his job back. Then he he NPF gets a shoulder injury. Now he's back in there too, and now again he gets a concussion. So his fifth life for the Titans is exhausting already, and he is so bad. He is so atrocious. But yet again, the Titans find themselves in a third and pass and they don't do anything to help him. And so like at some point when you know you have bad players, the coaches just can't be like, well, let's roll the dice and hopefully the bad player doesn't play as bad as he typically does on this particular play. Like it's just They're do doing the something same thing with Raidens. You know, and some of that I will say is not necessarily Raidens. Look, you're a professional. You're paid to do it. You need to th- when you get thrown in there in the mix, you need to know what to do. He, Raiden's, we know what Ra- Dylan Raiden's is, guys, right? We know what he is. He's not a second round pick. He, he, he I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what Dylan Raiden's is. Dylan Raiden's is a warm light bulb on the offensive line. Yep. It's on, but it's warm. And you're not going to be able to see that much. But everybody else is off. Like it, they're dead light bulbs. Dylan Raidens is at least a warm, color, warm colored light bulb. But the the hard part to the hard pill to swallow, Austin, is that they had the same problem last year, right? Is the offensive line? It's the offensive line. So what did they do? They went to go redo the offensive line with at least the money that they had, and they redid it. The redo didn't do. Yeah, uh, totally. Um, Chris has says has Brewer been bad? Aaron Brewer hasn't been like bad, bad. I think other people are more, more noticeable in being bad. Like Rupchich, who had to come in at right guard because Radians had to go to left tackle. He was bad. Uh, but Aaron Brewer is on like three straight games of having bad snaps. Snaps that are high into the right of the quarterback, like the one Malik fumbled against the Falcons. He's high into the right a lot of on these shotgun snaps. And so... Uh, you know, Devin says at least Raidens appears to give a damn. I, I would agree with that. Dylan Raidens, like I said, he's a warm, 
warm light bulb, dull yeah. light bulb on this offensive line. His talent is not a second round pick. It, no, it, it, like that's but he, is, just... but he is somebody that you can use uh, next season. Like I think you can count on Dylan Radins to be a part of your new starting offensive line next season somewhere because they're going to have backup. to go. I mean, Austin. Dylan Reddy should not be starting on the offensive line. Zach, you only have, and that's kind of the point. That's how bad it is. That's my point. I think Dylan Radins is going to be on the starting offensive line in 2024 because you've got Peter Skaronsky, and then you have Dylan Radins. You've got to go find three pieces. And yeah, with you're one. gonna you're gonna draft one in the first round again. Sure. And there's your left tackle. And you're gonna so go now, out and spend a boatload of money on another one. I think Dylan Radins is probably your right guard next season is my point. But anyway, anyway, you want it to turn into something. Where's Brunskill? Maybe your center. Uh, you don't I mean, want Dylan Radins on that offensive line. He's a backup. He's a backup offensive lineman. That's what he is. It's but okay. He's also, he, but he's also like. It's not months. okay that he was drafted the second round. But, but let's, but, he's but Zach, let's, but let's, let's also say this. Like, I think Dylan, I think what Dylan Radins has put together in this season actually very damn impressive. He is, he is eleven months off or less than eleven months off of a torn ACL, and he's he's been able to play left guard, right guard, left tackle, right tackle for you already. That's why I say, like, that's why he is what he is, and he was thrown out there, made some obviously the false, the back to back false starts is not a good look. Right, but he's a backup. So your answer, my answer is the Titans' inability to adapt to a bad offensive line. That's my. That's the worst thing about this is that the offensive line's bad. Everybody and their mother and grandmother and aunt and uncle and everybody else in your family knows that the Titans' offensive line is ugly as it can be. But the Titans don't do anything to try to make it a little bit less bad. Well, and my answer is that the Titans are a one-trick pony. And that one trick was taken away yesterday. And when you take that away, the whole game goes to doo-doo, baby. That's what it is. When you can't run the ball and that's your entire identity, you can't expect Will Levis to be successful. Let's just be honest. Throwing the football 39 times. I know that a lot of those were at the end where he was just like, you know, I mean, they had to. Up. They were down. They, they had were to. down. They, so they much. had to because they couldn't run the football. And I don't think that 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 is inexcusable when your entire team is set up that way. So that, when the one trick pony doesn't trick, you're gone. You're done. You're toast. You don't like Will Levis is not experienced enough. And you know what else hurts them, Austin? And I. It is their other first-round pick that has been riddled with injuries. Traylon Burks, love him or hate him, I don't care. But he at least gives you, when healthy, a facet and a dynamic piece to this offense that's not DeAndre Hopkins, right? It opens it up. Chig's got to play better. Hey, finally, Kyle Phillips is kind of you know, doing what you think Kyle Phillips should do, which is good, but Kyle Phillips is a third to fourth tier guy. You need, you, what you're missing is Traylon Burks being able to play football and he just has not been able to and that helps well, uh, Will Levis and everybody uh, a part of the offense. But you gotta run the football first. If you don't, and we've always said it, the team's going nowhere. 
And yesterday, yeah. the team went nowhere. The problem is on Derrick Henry's first three carries, he had minus two yards. And, and, oh, and I just think four, a couple of those four. first runs were very predictable. Yes, and that's and that's also kind of towards my my problem is that the predictability of this team is awful too because like they put themselves in situations where they failed on first down by having Derrick Henry run for minus two. I'll say, I'll say it again. He was minus four yards on his first four carries. He had one carry of positive yards, and it was on third and one when he gained two yards to pick up the first down. The other three carries that lost minus six were all first down runs. And so when Derrick Henry can't get going on first down, I think the Titans have to abort from a run on first and 10 team early in the game. I think they have to be a play action and drop back pass on first and 10 team early to get some rhythm there to back defenses up a little bit to then work in the run on first and 10, but they're not adapting to that either. Well, and because the Bucks prevented that. You have to give credit to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive line and defensive scheme yesterday. They blitzed. I'd love to, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'd love to know the percentage of defensive stat snaps that the Bucks defense blitzed. And the, yeah, the Titans, either. when you have to speed up a rookie quarterback's brain even faster than you already have to, you're going to get the results that you did. And that so, and they they were running into the blitz and they've got really good linebackers. The yes, Bucks have fast. some of the best linebackers in the game. And like the, they stuffed the 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 Titans right out of the gate. Uh, Ira Hoshi says Henry's done. He's so damn slow. What, what, everybody's slow when you get hit when you get the football in the in the backfield. But the Titans gained thirty total yards on their first two plays. Thirty total yards on their first two plays. What were they? Quick pass to D Hop, and then that that direct snap end around with Ty J Spears. They were none under center handed off to Derrick Henry. Their third play was under center handed off to Derrick Henry minus two. And so I think on first and 10, this team cannot go under center and hand it off to Derrick Henry until like the second quarter. You've got to back people up. You've got to do different things on first and 10 to prevent Derrick Henry getting smacked in the face right when he gets the handoff. All right. I got two things on the offense. Will Levis, when he is under center and he's doing play action, let's say he's not handing the football off to Derrick Henry. I don't think it's as beneficial to Will Levis as it is to Ryan Tannehill because Ryan Tannehill has the experience to turn his back to the defense. Will Levis doesn't have that experience. And yeah, maybe, maybe there is an open route, but the defenses are going to figure Will Levis out the more he plays. It's just how it works, right? So you have to adapt. The other thing that I think that Will Levis does well, here's a positive that we need to talk positives and then Austin, you can get to let's, some of the super. Well, let's, let, let's, let's, before you dive into the positive about what Will Levis does well, because I, I do want to expand on that and let you kind of uh, go deeper in it. First, let me tell you guys about Aura. Our sponsor Aura can keep your information safe online and we'll give you a two-week free trial when you use our link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z, but you have to use our link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Aura will identify data brokers that are using your information for profit and selling them to telemarketers and robocallers and spammers. Uh, and they'll opt you out of those lists on your behalf without you lifting a finger. And that's great. They identified 30 
data brokers that had my information. They got that rid of my life in about five or six days. And you're going to get a two-week free trial with our sponsor, Aura, by using our link, but you have to use the link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. For two weeks for free with our sponsor, go to Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. We love BetMGM. They run the sporting bet book world. They can run maybe your wallet up a little bit higher by placing some bets tonight on Monday Night Football. you got college basketball that is entering the fold. You've got the NBA. BetMGM is your place to place those bets up to $1,500 back in bonus bets for new users for your first bet, when you use the bonus code ATOZ Sports, that's ATOZ SPORTS, use that. They'll hook you up. That's BetMGM. Download the app today. All right. So, Zach, go ahead with your positives that you saw from Will Levis. Um, I think that. you you have to take advantage of. Here, I'll ask you this. In your opinion, okay. what is Will Levis's best attribute? Um, so far, I mean, we've seen him. I mean, just so far, what have you seen that you would say, man, he does that extremely well? I would say deliver a throw down the field while getting pressured. It's like not bailing on a pocket. Okay. So that goes right into what my opinion. I think his okay. quick release is the best attribute that Will Levis has. It's not always accurate, but it's it's not always faulty. And late in the game, it was inaccurate. But where I think they can have success is quick throws. They had some bu- uh, bubble screens, right? So how do you play off bubble screens? Here's the hard part, Austin. I think that's a Tajay Spears in the backfield type play and not Derrick Henry in the backfield type play. And I, I, they're going to have to experiment with it. But if you he can get the snap and get the ball out of his hand, that's what you've got to do early on with the rookie quarterback and then build off of that. I thought he had some good quick throws that I think can be built on the rest of the season. We're going to find out a lot about Will Levis. I'm glad that he's officially QB1 and the starter, and he should not, he should not be pulled for bad play the rest of the season. Maybe if it gets out of hand, he throws six picks. But, you know, regardless, they need to start building off of Will Levis and find, when I ask you what's Will Levis's best attributes, we don't have to sit here and kind of rack our brain. We can look to at least two or three to say he does those well. I think the quick bubble screen, which I hate the play in general, but if you could get the ball out, now that's yeah. where, and I know I keep bringing up Burks, but that's where big body receivers can break tackles and get get positive yardage. Positive yards, yeah. And, and the one that Tajay Spears and they had the three receivers blocking downfield was a great play call. And, and that's the thing with Tim Kelly's. You see some things like, oh, that looked really nice. Like the fake, the on the first drive, you fake the, the swing to Tajay, you fake the throwback screen to Derek, and you dump it over everybody's head to Josh Wiley to get inside the 10-yard line. Great play call. And I think this too is that the Derrick Henry screen, 86 it. It's over. They every defense knows it takes too that's long coming. to develop. It well, no, and, and now they know it's coming. And so now they have somebody spying Derrick Henry when they see that type of action. Is that Derrick Henry is gonna go float over here only to the left side? Think about it. It is only to the offensive left 
side, the Derrick Henry screen, never on the right. So when Derrick Henry yeah, floats you want out, Skaronsky being the blocker. But I'm saying, but that's but that's the predictability of everything, right? You can only run one play to one side, like what? But when Derrick Henry floats out of that left side of the offense, linebackers going right there with him. Now Skaronsky can't get there because the linebacker's already there, and so now you lose four yards. Second and fourteen, you're dead. That's as easy as it gets. It's the lack of adaptability from this coaching staff to get around their inefficiencies on the O line. Yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating, and you know we talk about life support. There is a way they can get back in this, but they got to completely change the way they play. And I, I don't know if they have the coaching. We'll talk more about coaching tomorrow. I don't know if they have yeah. the coaching to do that in the middle of the season with the personnel they currently have. Well, Darren, well, this will start our super chats, but Darren says, I hate to admit it, but Henry's presence is handicapping the coaches. It's pretty obvious. At times, I don't disagree with Darren or Duran, however you want to pronounce it. I, I think for me, it is the fact that they are too predictable in when Derrick Henry gets the football. It is, you throw an incomplete pass on first and goal at the five, the next play, second and goal from the five, they're going to give it to Derrick Henry and he's going to get stopped for minus two. And now it's third and goal from the seven, and there's no chance. And now you kick a field goal down 14 to go down 11. It, it's they are doing Dick Derrick Henry a disservice with their predictability that he can't do anything with it. Well, and it's, I, and it's I, very frustrating. I wasn't on. I wasn't on the show the day that you guys talked about uh, if Derrick Henry's going to be back next year. I, I've always maintained that this is going to be probably his last year. Um, yeah, I mean, he, after the Falcons game, it was a lot easier to say, yeah, Derrick Henry ran for 100 yeah, yards, will let us do four touchdowns, and you won. You might as well just send him on his way, and he had a it, – it's. you need to change your offense. It's, it's not Derrick Henry's fault. You just need to change your offense. And you're not going to be able to change your offense with Derrick Henry on the field. And that's for Will Levis. That's for your new quarterback. You've got to, to do that. The good part is, and here's the positive, Tajay Spears has some burst. That sidestep juke move that he does, it, 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 it looks like it takes longer than I feel like it actually does. But he will stop on a dime and take a big sidestep and burst up field. And he got numerous additional yardage because of that move. And you, you got to love what Tajay Spears is putting together, but Derrick Henry's taking away from his opportunity. It's just yeah, Tajay Spears missing an ACL is is making moves that makes other guys miss an ACL. Uh, let's go to some more super chats here. A uh, seizing uh, site says uh, AJ was the counter to Henry. That combo was so good. The trade is still hurting this team, and Vrabel's reaction when he was traded sums up this team. Yeah, that's when you don't have your automatic drive to the basket to get a layup. It's really hurting. Um, Kane says, thanking the team for saving me money. I said this was a five-win team after the draft, but I was negative. So as I said before, top five pick as possible. Currently, the Titans set to pick eighth uh, right now in the NFL draft order. You can go check that out at A-to-Z-Sports.com. Uh, and then uh, Brandon says, the commenter said Folk had been missing from that distance in pregame warmups. Vrabel still sent him out there. Bad coaching decision, loss of momentum. Yeah, I think um, there's a lot of coaching decisions you can look at 
from Mike Vrabel. And I accidentally erased the other super chat. Uh, my bad. I forget who it was, but they said that trade Mike Vrabel to the Patriots uh, and move on from him. Uh, and so that's something that I think we can talk more, not the trade thing. We talked about that last week, but we will discuss Mike Vrabel. I have opinions about Mike Vrabel's future uh, that we will discuss in at length tomorrow on a Tuesday morning. Well, the Patriots are still losing, right? And that whole, yep. you know, fiasco that happened in Germany that you, you know, when your owner flies and pays for everybody to go to a trip to Germany and you perform and you got to pull your starting quarterback and then your backup quarterback throws a game ending interception that those aren't the good handshakes that you want, that you're sharing over a, a stein of beer afterwards. Right. And so, you know, the Patriots getting worse and worse and worse. I still maintain that they're not going to trade away a top five pick when they got a quarterback problem. But uh, well, I've got again, we can discuss the Mike Vrabel future show tomorrow. Charlie says the Titans have a top five, top 10 pick and a hundred million dollars of cash space and still end up like the Bears. There's a little, I'm just a little, uh, little foreshadow, a little tease for tomorrow morning. The Bears, Matt Eberflus, defensive coordinator, seeing some issues, right? Uh, we, we'll talk about that, um, tomorrow at length. Let's talk about the Titans defense because the Titans defense has not been, uh, great either. Uh, they only gave up 20 points, but that's all the Bucks needed, and they could milk the clock and run that out. So let's ask this question, Zach. What is causing the Titans more problems on defense, the front or the secondary? What is causing the Titans more problems on defense, the front or is it the secondary? But first, the Bone and Joint Institute can take care of you whenever you have that injury in life. You can uh, rely on their experts. They've got about a dozen of them there in Franklin at the Bone and Joint Institute who specialize in every type of injury. If you hurt your ankle, your knee, your shoulder, your hip, your elbow, your neck, head, back, spine, whatever it might be, the Bone and Joint Institute has dedicated experts and specialists for those type of injuries. It's so easy to make an appointment. You go to boneandjointtn.org. You click the make an appointment button. You type in your name. You tell. You click the drop down on what part of your body is the injured part. And it sorts out the specialists in that area and makes the schedule easy for you on your time. So right there, boneandjointtn.org. In Franklin, they've got all the resources right there. Also have some satellite clinics across Williamson County and growing. boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. They're the king of the sports book. You can get in on the action tonight, Monday Night Football, as the, the Broncos. The Broncos, they're trying to, to, to scratch and claw. You said that the Titans are eighth. The Broncos, I believe, are ninth, right? Right there. Who knows uh, what's going to happen check. tonight? You, you can get on that action uh, well, they haven't played one game, so I, the Broncos are three and five. The Titans are three and six. So, who knows what's going to happen tonight? You can get on action. Bet MGM. Download the app today. All right. So, ask the question uh, while I look up the strength of schedule situation for the Titans or the Broncos for that uh, situation there too. Is we ask the question, what's a bigger problem for the Titans defense right now, the front or the secondary? The front or the secondary? Zach, I'll go ahead and send you the chat. Front, no uh, no pressure to the quarterback from Clayton. Secondary from Titan up 23. Uh, coaching and game time adjustments. So Ramon just goes completely different. IR says front. Uh, front starts up front with Stevie King. Uh, overrated front from COS 66. 
biggest problem is uh, Mike Evans from Nate's burner account. Mike Evans was a problem. Duran says front, so does Bork. It's the secondary 100% from Bryson, secondary from Billy, secondary from Rooney, front from Kendall, front from Adam. Uh, always been the secondary from God is a theory, secondary from Orlando, secondary from Darius, secondary from Michael, no pressure up front from Jack and Black. Uh, it's kind of split. You know, DeMarco and Soul Fields yeah. go with the sec- secondary. Linwood says the front, they aren't getting to the, the quarterback. I'm going to go ahead and give my answer, and it is the front. There's no quarterback pressure. Baker Mayfield is a scrambler, right? You are going to sack Baker Mayfield because he is going to run around. But there is not a traditional pass rush by this defense. You like, I feel that Jeffrey Simmons is the best player on the field on defense, right? Uh, woo, yeah, yeah. Surprise, surprise. I don't feel like anybody else gets to the quarterback after him. Danico Autry is nice. I don't want to discredit Danico Autry because he has some ability, but Harold Landry ain't worth what he he's getting paid. And Arden Key ain't worth what he's getting paid. <laughs> I think me and Sam kind of diagnosed this. The Titans have one type of edge rusher. It is the Finesse, it's the Ferrari. Speed around. Right? Yeah. It's the Ferrari. But, you know, they're driving on dirt roads. <laughs> and Ferrari's well, not going to have you, a lot of traction. Tristan Wirfs is a brick wall. He, yeah. he, he You can't get by that brick wall. Well, uh, and I remember watching the Mike Evans touchdown where he basically ran through Christian Fulton into the end zone from the five-yard line. Wirfs held Arden Key. That was a hold. But Arden Key was unable to make it noticeable. Like everybody hates on soccer players flopping. Like they kind of have to flop because the field is so massive and there's only like three refs running around. You make it noticeable. So the ref sees when something happens, the Tennessee Titans defensive front does not fight or strain hard enough to draw holding calls. They don't like, there are so many times that Landry, Jeff, Autry and key are getting held but they're not putting in that extra uh to make it be seen. You have to strain through the hold and not just be like, oh, he's holding me and stop. Because then if you stop, then the offensive lineman keeps his hands inside. Every time a hold, not every time, a lot of times a hold's being called is because the defender's straining and the offensive lineman's hands get reached outside and that's where it's seen. But they're not doing that. They're just like stopping. It's It's so bad it's like an instant give up and that's so my answer is also the defensive front i don't expect a secondary that's got elijah molden playing free safety because you traded kevin byer to the eagles to do much i don't expect terrell edmonds to do much either i don't expect eric garer an undrafted rookie free agent who shows you some good stuff on punt return to do much of anything as a slot corner I do expect Roger McCurry to play better, but he's playing out of position. He's playing the outside corner because Sean Murphy bunting is out with some type of thumb injury. And Christian Fulton's been better, but, you know, not name a corner who's going to keep Mike Evans out of the end zone on the five-yard line after that catch. There's not. And so uh, it's the defensive front, and Zach, I'll tell you this, Mickey Ryan had a great analogy last week. The defensive front is the expensive, nearly a million-dollar house you walk into 
and you expect granite countertops. So you have granite countertop expectations with this defensive front, but they're playing a lot like laminate countertops. They're, they're looking, they're not living up to what your expectations are for that price point. I mean, that's the damn truth. I mean, that is the damn truth. He must be searching in Nashville. Because that's about how the prices are. You, you, there's a lot of million dollar houses in Nashville that don't have marble. They need to be you torn down. Granite. <laughs> We're not even. They need to be torn down. Marble. We're not even granite. That, that, I mean, that is. <laughs> that's Nashville housing market. Welcome, welcome to the six one five. Football, How the Titans defense is the Nashville hard. Yeah, there's an article headline for somebody. Uh, so anyway, I, I think I think yeah, I think it's easily the defensive front is causing more issues because they're hanging their guys out behind them. Like, don't get us wrong. Like, we're not going to give the secondary a pass. They need just like they need three offensive linemen. They need three guys in the secondary uh, in the off season, and you only got what six or seven draft picks. Now Oof. that would be now my mind's moving. You know what you need to do? You, we go to Zillow and you find every house for every defense, every player on the Titans, right? Comparative because you can find a price point because some of them are ridiculous. That 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 would take a little research, but I think that the point would hit home of there's a problem, boys and girls. <laughs> and I think with Harold Landry, like Dylan Radens, Harold Landry is coming off that ACL. And he's a speed explosive player that's going to take extra time coming off the ACL, but you have seen him be better the last month than he has the first couple of months. Like I do see Harold getting back to that quick twitch off the edge speed than he's been known to have. And so I think you need to still believe in Harold Landry moving forward. I think you just need to figure out what your long-term plan is around Jeff and Harold outside of them on the front. That's why they got a lot of money in the off season. That's right. They got a lot of money to spend it to make that house a lot better to flip it. They need some renovations. They do. All right, Zach, let's go ahead and get to the Monday age game. Uh, we're always going to try to end our Monday show. There've been a lot of non victory Mondays this season. So the age game has given us some fun to wrap up these Monday conversations. So we'll get Zach's age game here in a second, but first, a uh, quick shout out to our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. Go see Payne Bone and uh, in in his team in Lebanon at Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process. You're going to save some money by not buying in downtown, by going to Lebanon in Wilson County Hyundai to get your new ride. Great inventory, great people uh, at Wilson County Hyundai and WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Zach, I have the chat hidden for the age game today. So uh, let's get this thing rolling. All right, let's play a little connector. Yesterday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fire them cannons down there in Tampa, uh, beat up on the Tennessee Titans 20 to 6, and probably should have been uh, greater. Tampa, Raymond James Stadium, as we said, needs some renovations. A consistent visitor who is a notorious Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, and it ain't me, I mean, you're not trying to guess my age, is. One, Hulk Hogan, brother. He is, and if you know, there's the Hulk, the Hulkster, and Dick Vitale, two celebrity, notorious Bucks fans, 
how old is Hulk Hogan, brother? And I, I think you, you know Hulk. You, you know what he looks like. He, you know he dyes his mustache and his beard and the hair that he does have, blonde. So maybe that throws you off. But our age game question today is, how old are you, brother? I'm talking about the Hulkster, man. See, I, I struggle because I can do a good Macho Man Randy Savage impression, which is yeah. different than the Hulkster, but they're they're close. Yeah, yeah you're a little bit, you're a little too more too macho. Yeah, I know because I you know, I can do the macho, and I'm not going to do the I macho haven't. right now because he could be he could be in the in the mix later on down. All right, so Hulk Hogan. So I want to say Ric Flair is like 77. So I'm trying to like see where like I do think Hulk Hogan is a little bit younger than the Nature Boy. Man, these wrestlers age fast though too. Like they, you know. I think Hulk Hogan. I had one number that jumped in my head initially. And I'm going to have to go with it because, you know, you go with your gut. Go Fill with out your gut. NCAA bracket fast. 66. 66 was the number that jumped into my brain nearly instantly after you said Hulk Hogan. All right, 66. Austin, final A to Z? Final A to Z, 66. All right, Austin is locked in. We now, how this game works is we go to the chat. And the chat is based on being quick but not hurrying, okay? So we go through, and it's organized on who has submitted first, and we will go and anoint our champion who officially gets it correct. American Toph was the first person to answer this question. And he went with the nice number of 69. But American Toph is incorrect. 69 is not correct. IR goes with 63. That is incorrect. But the third person to submit who is Mr. DeMarco, DeMarco, who, who interacts on our show consistently. It only took three guesses, but Dang. Hulk Hogan, the ripe age of seven, zero. He is 70 years old. So you, he's a little younger than what you uh, initially <sighs> thought. But DeMarco, give this man a, a little bit of a golf clap. You are our age game champion. 70 years old, that is Hulk Hogan, brother. So congratulations, and DeMarco, just for you. We do not do this for anybody else. But for you, we are going to give you a special deal of 40% off all of our merch just today, <laughs> right here, and for you being the champion. So anybody else that checks and goes to shop.azsportsnational.com, I don't know if you're going to be able to get 40% off. You can go check if you want. But DeMarco, if you go to shop.azsportsnatural.com and you can get, look, it's getting a little colder outside. You can, you can, hey, yeah. right here, you can get this nice, nice pullover. A to Z Sports, you can rep the brand. We love the brand right there. DeMarco, congratulations. You're our champion. Oh, we man. don't even have to oh. read any more comments, too. I this know. Like Devin, Devin says he got screwed again. Like, look, that's why you got to be quick, but don't hurry. Yep, I went by order. And American Toph was first. IR, 
Oshi was was second and DeMarco at 913 right there 70 Gary says I was first check again please Gary was not first Gary was so DeMarco was third Kendall was fourth Nathaniel oh, cool. was fifth Gary you were sixth you were you were the second person correct and we congratulate you Gary but DeMarco is our champion for this week. Uh, Gary's saying he was above IR and DeMarco. Well, not in our feed, Gary. Like we it, have a feed that puts it in, in the order of comments, all of them, Facebook and YouTube in order of comments. And so maybe yours looked first on your feed, but nope, our feed is the official feed that sorts them all together. So, um, but there was a lot of people that got it correct, which is, you know, that's that's good. Don't Google because you don't you don't become champion by Googling. Yeah, seven choose. years old, brother. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. Look, we have a lot of content coming, starting with Sam Phelan today. Titans at two with Doe Bird and Green Hills is coming up later on this Monday at two p.m. Buck Rising will be live tonight. Uh, back home from Tampa at eight. Uh, make sure that you like the show on the way out. We need more people to hit that like button. Always more people watch than hit the thumbs up. So please, please hit the thumbs up button. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, we need that it makes the show better. Tons to talk about Mike Vrabel conversations, coaching conversations, Tuesday morning. We'll see you guys then appreciate it as always.